Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And this month, we have a very special series. The entire month of November, I am dedicating to those people who keep us safe. And I'm talking about our vets, our active military, and the families that love and support them. And I could think of no better way to kick off this series than talk to my friend, Rob Lugy and I, we go way back. We go way back. We could tell stories about how we met, which we probably will as we go through today. But he's the Assistant National Employment Director for DAV. So that's Disabled American Vet Veterans. And sometimes I'll refer to them as vets, but I'll do the right way and you know say the whole name the correct way. Now, he is a service-connected disabled veteran himself of the Persian Gulf War, and he was appointed to his position uh, for an organization that serves over one million people. And it's pretty phenomenal. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about an exciting milestone for uh, DAV, and that is celebrating 100 years. I can't wait, <clears throat> excuse me, to talk more to him because we always talk about things that are so important in the lives of so many people in America and service and military people all around the world in other countries. They're it's important that we don't take these people for granted. They are the reason that we have safety and security in our lives, and they they often uh, do that with very little recognition and sometimes at a great price to themselves and their families. So I am so happy to have you back on again, Rob. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Michael. So I gave you just the, like the briefest intro. So tell us more from you about yourself, your position, and give us a little bit about, you know, DAV and how you help your members to shock their potential. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, uh, as you indicated, uh, I uh, work for the DAV. I started my career with the DAV in 1993 after I left the military after nine years of active duty. I served in the Gulf War and uh, within the DAV structure. Uh, I served in the field for 22 years at various levels of management, uh, but um, I was a national service officer, uh, and I was directly assisting veterans and advocating for them before the VA, and as my career went along, uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to be offered a position here at National Headquarters for the DAV as the Assistant General Employment Director as we stood up our revamped employment department in 2014. 
um, the leadership of the DAV recognized early that we needed to evolve that department, uh, become more proactive in a lot of ways. Uh, and we do that every day. Um, and what the DAV does, uh, we're a nonprofit veteran service organization, of course. Uh, we are chartered by Congress um, to assist veterans and families in obtaining the benefits they've earned through uh, their military service. Um, and what we specifically like to do is through various programs, um, we shock veterans' potential uh, by helping them lead um, quality lives with respect and dignity. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what we do. If we can assist a veteran with a hand up to lead a quality life, uh, then we've accomplished our mission. And we do that in many, many different ways. We have various programs and services that um, directly assist veterans. Our service department is our flagship program. That's where we have um, national service officers and 56 different officers around the country who directly assist veterans, their fellow veterans every day by helping them understand the VA claim process, the VA benefits they earn. Because quite frankly, when a lot of veterans get out, it's a transition that's so fast, they cannot absorb all of the information they're given to appreciate what they've accomplished and what they're entitled to. So yes. it's our job to help them understand that. We educate veterans, advocate for them, to obtain all the benefits they're entitled to. Uh, another great program that we have is, of course, our employment program. Uh, you can reach our program resources at www.jobs.dav.org. There's a myriad of resources and tools there to assist veterans and their spouses in locating employment opportunities anywhere in the world almost, pretty much everywhere in the United States, um, with veteran-friendly employers who value the talents and skills that veterans and their spouses bring to the table every day. Uh, our legislative team um, champions veterans' causes in the halls of Congress every day. We testify, we support any legislation that proactively and effectively veterans and their families um, throughout their lifetime. When you become a veteran, you are entitled to support the rest of your life through the federal government, through the VA, Department mm -hmm. of Veterans Affairs. DAV also feels that we are there through the lifetime of the veteran to assist them in any way we can. And if we don't have the answer or we don't have the specific uh, type of assistance required, we know who does. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all about networking. Um, yeah. So we, we have a voluntary services department. Uh, we offer veterans uh, and other folks the ability to volunteer for veterans. We, we have a relationship with Ford Motor Company that goes back to 1921, one of our milestones. Wow. Um, our first convention, national convention in 1921, Henry Ford donated 50 Model T vehicles to help transport the 1,000 disabled veterans that attended our first uh, convention. That relationship has grown um, tremendously over the years. In 1987, the Voluntary Services Department stood up the DAV Transportation Network 
what we do is we purchase vans and vehicles from Ford Motor Company, um, and we turn those over to the VA, uh, and then we provide the volunteer drivers to operate them, and the purpose oh. of that entire program is to help veterans get to their VA medical center appointments when they are unable to drive, or they don't have a vehicle, and they don't have any other way to get there. And we have transported thousands and thousands of veterans and driven millions and millions of miles since 1987. And every year we purchase new vans and we disperse them around the country to medical facilities that require them. Uh, And out of the 180 plus VA facilities that are out there, DAV has a transportation van at almost every one of them. I had no idea. We've never talked. I don't think we talked about that before. That's a really phenomenal program. Talk about connecting to a company that's very veteran friendly and supportive of, you know, of hiring. Uh, it's about connecting to the VAs and getting, and getting veterans into, if they're not working or, you know, just want to volunteer, an opportunity to help continue to serve, which you know, we've talked about that that kind of concept before is, you know, um, with military folks as they're transitioning and their time in the military, you know, they had missions to complete. They had, they had something to achieve. They had something to give and to offer. And so sometimes when that, when that process is over, one of the difficulties in, in the transition to civilian life is, is understanding you can still accomplish missions. They're just different and you can still serve and serve your country, it's just different. What a phenomenal way, the, the, uh, you, the volunteers who drive those, that must be really satisfying for them. It is uh, incredibly satisfying. They take great pride in doing that. Uh, they're all veterans themselves. Many, many of them, or almost all of them, are all veterans themselves. And, and when they, they're done with their careers and their working life, they still need a mission. Yes. I can't tell you how many phone calls and emails I get on a weekly basis from retired military folks or former military folks who say, I want to give back. I want to help my fellow vets. How do I do that? Um, Folks can go to, or veterans can go to uh, volunteerforveterans.org and they can can list uh, things that they need, things done around the house that they can't accomplish themselves, yard work or something like that. And other veterans log on and they accept those Uh, volunteer opportunities and go out to the veteran's home and help that veteran take care of what they need within our capabilities. Of course, we can't rebuild houses, Um, but we can sure assist veterans to ensure that their home is safe, um, that their yard work is done, their gutters are cleaned out. So there is a whole process in place where the DAV's service uh, programs and uh, our services, our tentacles are are out in the community, and that's where we need to be. We mm-hmm. need to help veterans in our community, anywhere veterans are, and DAV does that in a, in a lot of ways. And I'm, I'm so proud to be working for them or being a part of this whole process for a little over a quarter of a century. Kind mm-hmm. of makes me feel old, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very prideful of that. Going into our hundredth year celebration, September 25th of this year we officially separate, uh, celebrated our 100th anniversary. And I love that. And I, I want to I talk about that. So talk about, you know, 100 years, that is, that is a significant milestone. What are some of the, 
what are some of the, you know, highlights in the last hundred years? I mean, you highlighted one with, you know, Ford providing the, the hundred or however many vehicles for the very first con convention, but you know, what, uh, what else, you know, what are some highlights some milestones through that, those hundred years? Well, that's a great question. And there are many, uh, many of DAV's achievements and stones are created through successful lobbying for legislation. Uh, one of the things, and I'll go over a few. So 1921 was a big year for the DAV. We were an integral part with other veteran service organizations. There's two other major organizations that uh, helped champion many, many major causes. But in 1921, collectively, we helped the government create the Veterans Bureau. And that was the earliest that was the early, early um, part of the what is now the Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, ah. So, so we had to be able to to get the politicians and the lawmakers to understand you've got to have a system in place if you're going to send folks to war. You know they're going to come back with residual disabilities conditions yes. that require a lifetime of care. You have to stand up a federal entity that is charged to take care of them. Uh, mm -hmm. So that was one of our major milestones. In 1932, Congress created our federal charter, allowing us to operate as a nonprofit veteran service organization and as the voice of the disabled American veterans of the United States. Um, that was a, a major milestone. In yeah. 1944, DAV helped the uh, Health the Veterans Bureau at the time developed um, the benefits package for the returning veterans uh, from World War II. Um, that benefits package included the GI Bill. It was the creation oh. of the GI Bill. It was creation of the VA home loan process. So, so veterans returning could obtain decent housing. It allowed vocational rehabilitation opportunities, a form program to help veterans overcome their disabilities and go out and live productive, high quality lives. Um, so that was a, a major milestone. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, that, that was huge. Um, we started in 1944, our DAV National Service Officer Academy. That was the formalized, formalization of our training program. Mm -hmm. DAV's training program is second to none in the veterans arena. Uh, 16 months of intensive training just to earn the title of DAV National Service Office. Wow. Uh, so that was started in 1944. Uh, we also had uh, significant milestones in the 1950s. Um, we opened, uh, we opened, or we had uh, veterans, um, we did a complete survivor's benefit overhaul uh, in 1958. Widows of deceased veterans did not get a fair shake. Uh, so mm -hmm. we, it's all about legislation in a lot of ways. Um, we established our new headquarters here where I sit today in 1966. Mm -hmm. We opened our National Service and Legislative Headquarters in Washington, D.C. in 1976, uh, which allows our folks in Washington to be right there where the rubber hits the road on legislation. DAV is a nonpartisan organization. However, we do support the efforts of lawmakers who create and vote and enact 
veterans legislation uh, mm-hmm. that is that, that helps everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end, of the, we were very proud also to help enact uh, the funding mechanism for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, that was an inter- that was a very integral part of what we helped accomplish because that provided advanced funding for the VA every year by ensuring their veteran with their budget was taken care of the year before. DAV and several other organizations, uh, we create the independent budget every year and we mm-hmm. give that to every lawmaker in the country. And that gives them a synopsis from our viewpoint on how the VA should be funded to mm-hmm. ensure they're being able to adequately take care of uh, veterans and, and provide high quality healthcare, high quality programs in the effort to ensure that all veterans have a way to achieve a high quality life, no matter what challenges they face coming back from their their tours of service in the military. So that was just a few of our milestones uh, over the years and they keep, we we keep achieving and we keep moving forward because that's what we're chartered to do. And we wanna ensure that we are in the best posture possible Uh, to be able to help veterans and their families and their spouses uh, find jobs, get all the VA benefits they're entitled to. Those are key and integral parts of living a quality life, whether you're a veteran or not. Right. We make sure that we do what we're supposed to do because at the end of the day, we're keeping the promises made to the men and women who serve, even if sometimes it doesn't appear the government. Yeah, that's so true. And I know you're so incredibly passionate about this, you know, as we, uh, it was funny, I didn't, I knew about, I knew about the DAV. I didn't know a lot about the DAV, but when we met once upon a time, um, by the time we got done with that flight, yeah, 30,000 feet, when we got done with that flight, I was like, I love the DAV. Like, I'm totally like, this is amazing. This is so I did my job. (laughs) And, and really, because you know, I mean, from what I do when I speak and I train and I'm really passionate about people finding careers that they love um, and feel like they really contribute. So it really resonated, especially what, with what you do. And I know you're so proud of it. So you work specifically, you know, in the portion of the organization that helps people transition career-wise from military life to civilian life. And that's not always easy. There's, there's challenges in that. So, you know, what are some of the challenges that, that our civil that our military people um, face when they try and make that transition. I think part of the challenge is starts when they make the decision or the military makes the decision that their time is up. Then they're on a clock. Now keep in mind that when you're in the military, you are accountable to your leadership. You fill a slot. They have to ensure that they're combat ready and deployable. So they have to maintain a high percentage of members who are deployable. When you go through the transition assistance program or TAP as we call it, I mean, you're starting that process a year out most of the time. And you Mm -hmm. take video courses and you you absorb so much information, but you're still having to achieve, in many cases, your job. So it's difficult to go to the field be you know and, and be on this deployable status and continue to train when you're also trying to learn how am I going to stay from the military in a way that I'm going to be able to maintain my standard of living? How am I right. going to provide for my family? So the 
it's, it's information overload sometimes that causes veterans to, uh, you know, to, to be so confused about what their next step should be. And I would say the tenured military people, the folks that are retiring are more, they have a higher ability to successfully transfer because of what they've been exposed to over 20 plus years. Right, absolutely. Uh, it's a culture change for folks that have four years or six years or 10 years because you're in this structure every day. Uh, and then you get out of the military and all of a sudden, hey, I've got to be able to pay these bills. I've got to get medical coverage for my family. I've got to find a good job. And not only a good job, I need something that's going to be interesting to me, uh, that's going to provide me job satisfaction. Um, that's going to give me a career opportunity so I can, I can compete for other positions with my civilian counterparts. I need the GI Bill for education. I need the VA compensation. I need the VA medical care. So there's a myriad of issues that transitioning service members face when they're leaving the military. DAV is there to help them. You know, Michael, we have 32 service officers who are stationed at approximately 20 to 21 military bases around the country. And their specific mission is to sit down with active duty service members, go through their records, educate them to veterans benefits, and allow us to advocate and represent them through the process. And the goal is when they hand over their military ID card, they're getting their VA rating decision, and that provides the benefits they're entitled to. Education, mm -hmm. medical care, compensation, all those things. That's how it's supposed to work. It doesn't always work that way, but we yeah. sure try to make it that way. So DAV is postured. We've postured ourselves in a way to where we're connecting with those active duty service members on while they're in uniform, and then we assist them their entire lives. And that's, yeah, it's, it is so it is so important because you're right. I'm, I can't even imagine being maybe in the military for four years, for instance, <clears throat> and that's what you've known. And that's, you operate in that with that mission, you accomplish that mission. Now, you know, you're going to be going out into the big, bad world, but you're not really sure how your job as, you know, in, oh gosh, I'm blanking on what a, a position could be, but how your job could transition into something else in the corporate world. Um, and it's, it's got to be overwhelming and very scary because it's, you know, it's different than even if you went to college and you kind of get, you know, on a path of how you might be, you know, able to work or what your job might, might uh, mean for you in the future, you know, especially if you've been really specialized in the military, that's got to be a, a big, scary, scary process. And I know that you guys try to work really, really hard to make people see that they fit not only in corporate, you know, world or other nonprofits or, you know, in civilian world, but that they can really flourish because, you know, some of those skill sets, regardless of what, how specialized you might be in the military, some of those skill sets are really, really valued, like punctuality, you know, completion of a task, you know, dedicated to a mission. Those things are really, if you can transition them in your mind, you can really use them to as a competitive advantage in in civilian work world. Absolutely. Yes, and we have many corporate partners who, about a decade ago, I want to say that's about the time frame I see it. Corporate America started realizing that the soft skills being offered through veterans and their spouses were used 
compared to their civilian counterparts at the same age group or era. Uh, like you said, you mentioned the field of punctuality. You know, in the military, if you're not if you're not 15 minutes early, you're 10 minutes late. Exactly. Uh, you've got to remember. You, you've got to remember that you know you you are taught to think independently. You're taught to work in a team group or independently. The military teaches you all this. We take it for granted as military folks because that's how we were brought up. Mm -hmm. Think about it. A majority of the individuals who join the military right out of high school at that age, 18, sometimes 17 years ago, like me, uh, you're still forming your mentality, your mind. You don't know what you want. You're looking for some direction. The military provides a lot of direction. Mm -hmm. um, so when you get out of the military, I was a tanker. I was an armored crewman. There's not a whole lot of call for that out in the civilian world. <laughs> Yeah. So I had to start using the DI bill, become educated, get some credentials that would allow me to compete with my civilian counterparts. Um, I was fortunate that I went through the VA. It, it's now called the Veteran Readiness and Employment Program, the old Voc Rehab Program. I was a, a I, I was in that program. Uh, the DAV, our service officers, all go through that program, and. Thank God for that program because it allowed me to gain the skill sets to be able to advocate for my fellow veterans for a living. Yes. Whether I'm working or not, I'll always be connected somehow with the veterans community because I know more than the average veteran out there sometimes what they need when they don't even realize what they need. Well, and, and you know. And that's where I think so many of your partnerships come to play. And you reference, you know, so many of your corporate partners, you rely on them for a lot of parts of this process on yes. the employment um, scale. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, maybe some of the success stories or, you know, how you, how you have beneficial relationships that allow your, your DAV members to find great employment opportunities? Well, yes. And, and, the DAV, just based on our structure and our federal standing as nonprofit, we rely on a generous public to support our programs financially. Donations are key. Corporate donations are key. We love to corporate, we love to partner with corporations who understand the military, appreciate the military and the veterans. Uh, we want to make sure that we're in sync and aligned with their mission, our mission, because at the end of the day, it's all about helping the veteran. Uh, we love to be able to, uh, you know, uh, team up with a Ford Motor Company or, or team up with a number of other corporate entities to be able to say, hey, we've got opportunities with them where we can align veterans with specific skill sets to them. If, they, if you look on our website at jobs.dav.org, you'll see a list. You'll see all the um, the brandings of all or many of the uh, entities that we partner up with, whether it's, you know, uh, listing their jobs in, in a job board or, or whether they want to sponsor DAV's 5K or our Winter Sports Clinic or our tea tournament, DAV's outreach in the community is phenomenal. Uh, we, we team up with the VA many times as a partner to put on these world-class events, in my opinion, because mm -hmm. we take the severely disabled veteran, we put them in an environment that allows them to challenge their fears, to overcome those fears, and understand that 
they can accomplish a lot, no matter what their condition is. And, and that's the goal of the whole thing. So these corporate partners that help us are phenomenal. We couldn't, we couldn't accomplish much of our mission without the donations from the general public and the support of corporate America. I love it. And it is, it's so important. And that's really, it's such an incredible tie between our service members and the, the dedication to our country and our country giving back. And I, I think that's where, you know, is such a positive. So let me flip it a little bit now. So we've talked a lot about the DAV. So now I want to talk a little bit about you, my friend. So, you know, I, I love to deal in potential and you have spent, you know, your career in the military or, or surrounding the military with this, with your um, passion project with DAV. But what's the greatest professional lesson you've learned that has helped you, you know, throughout all this, that it helped you to shock your own potential? Great question. There's many instances over the last 25, almost 26 years of DAV and even in the military. And I'll say this, I think the greatest professional lesson I've learned is that you, you need to gain a 360 view of who you work for. You may only be in one piece of the pie, but you need to understand how your company, your organization, or your agency functions. That's gonna help you in a lot of ways. It's gonna help you understand your potential by being able to go into different departments based on your skill sets, your interests, and your potential. It's mm -hmm. gonna understand if you're asked by a Michael Sherlock, what does your company do? You can give them all of the information on all of the things your company does. I once had a mentor of mine write on an annual evaluation, be a student of what we do. And that has resonated with me mm -hmm. over 20 something years. Because I was a young manager when he wrote that to me. Mm -hmm. And that has stayed with me. So every, every national service officer apprentice I've ever trained, I've always taught them that lesson. Be a student of what we do, understand and get a 360 view of our organization because you may have started out on this path within our organization, but you can mature into a different department, doing something different, collectively still helping your fellow veterans. So that was my lesson. I love that. It's actually so in line with a couple of the uh, videos that I've done in the last few days talking about understanding that you are, you have, wherever you work, um, you have internal customers to you yeah. and you are an internal customer to others. And it's right. important that you don't just think uh, my job requires me to do this task. You've got to think about what does your job, that task have to do with the whole? And how do you help the whole? And what, what, are you, what other questions are you asking or are you asking questions uh, rather than just saying, here's my part of the process. Now I'm going to go do the next thing on the list. And I think that that's, it's so important, especially today for people to understand that under, knowing the whole and really being invested in the whole of the organization and mission and, and vision means that you are saying to every other person in that company, I believe in us. Right. I'm committed to us. Exactly. I'm about getting success for the whole. And that makes you stand out from your colleagues. It really, really does. You've got to protect the integrity of your brand. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about a brand of 100 years, 
there's many that came before me and I've got to continue carrying the torch for my part to the next generation coming in. Uh, because that's how you build a legacy and that's how you build a future. Absolutely. Now I know we're going to have all your contact information and you were excellent about just throwing in the jobs.dav.org all the time. Look, I, even I remember it now and I didn't even write it down. Yeah, that's something <laughs> that I was told a long time ago. Make sure you throw that up there. <laughs> but other than everything we're going to have, if somebody wants to look up DAV right now, what's the best way for them to find you? To learn about DAV as an organization, www.dav.org for the employment, jobs.dav.org. If you want to link up with me, I'm in LinkedIn. So you can look me up in LinkedIn. Yes. Um, those are the best ways to communicate with the DAV uh, is through our websites and, and, and LinkedIn. And we also have a DAV Facebook page. Uh, so there's many, many ways, Twitter handles. We're, we, our social media group has put us where we need to be. They've aligned us with the world. And, uh, you know, during COVID, you maximize the potential of your media, your technology to still continue your message. You're sending your message and continuing your message, your mission. I would say this. I'm so proud of my organization, the way we were able to pivot when COVID hit. You know, we started, we have a couple of things going on. In April, we started our COVID-19 relief fund. And to date, we've assisted over 7,000 veterans with financial assistance to help overcome the fact that they were furloughed or they were yes. laid off. We have a disaster relief program that currently, as you and I speak, is helping veterans and their families in Louisiana California and Oregon actively. Oh, yes. uh, so I'm very proud of how we've been able to pivot, even in the employment department. I went from traveling 43 weeks out of the year to physical events to now conducting two, three, sometimes four virtual events a week. Yes. And it's still allowing us to touch veterans, provide resources, link them with veteran friendly employers uh, to help them obtain that career they're looking for, obtain that job satisfaction they're looking for. Because you and I both know, if you're a happy camper at work, you're gonna be there alone. Yes. And that's what a career is. So true. Oh my goodness, you know we could always talk forever. We could, and, you know. Uh, I know, we have so much fun. Well, before we go, my friend, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? I would say this. If you are a veteran, if you are an active duty service member, reservist, guardsman, or if you're a family member or a friend of a veteran, and you need assistance or they need assistance with help, whether it's medical care, whether it's compensation, whether it's other VA benefits, whether it's employment, volunteer opportunities, reach out to the DAV. We're here to help veterans. All of our services and programs are free of charge. Uh, we've never accepted one federal and one state dime as a national organization to achieve our mission over 100 years. That's wow. impressive. That is incredibly impressive, my friend. Thank you so much for being a guest. And I'm so honored that we are going to spend this month recognizing and saying thank you to you and to everyone for their service. 
thank you for having me today and allowing the DAV to send out our message. And thank you for recognizing the veterans, active duty service members um, through the month of November. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.